Dar, I think I just I think I just pulled like half of a ponytail of hair off of you. Well, freaking you even got hair on the mic. That's Look at what that happens. Thing. I have a dog and I have a fiance. But, that, it, but it's not your dog's hair. Yeah, well, it's her hair. She put on my coat once and she isn't shed. It, isn't it wild? Like whenever I put on a new pair of socks, I always have to I always have to pull at least two pieces of hair out of them. Out of the new socks? Yeah, because um when stuff gets washed and then dried, all that hair just like just scatters around in the dryer and they end up in my socks. Why just your socks? I don't know. I think it's the fabric. It's like the well, socks are like straight. What kind of socks do you wear? I think I wear like at the athletic, like cotton polyester. I don't fucking know what kind. Do your t-shirt guy. You know fabric. I'm not the sock guy though. I don't know what sock. Well, we're going to figure that out later. We're going to figure out what socks are made out of. <laughs> um, uh, are we going? We're going. Yeah, we're going. Yeah. They pipe that the wrong way. I'll call the clubhouse. We'll book another 18 for tomorrow. Okay, they cheated on that. They fucked their balls. Yeah, no better time for the breakfast ball than now. <laughs> Guys, what's up? Welcome back to episode 13 of the Double Bogey Show. Uh, man. It's 2021, Tyler. 2021. Do you Happy feel any different? I knew you're not even a little bit. I actually feel worse. I also feel worse. You know why? Why? Because back to back weeks. So New Year's and Christmas, they fell on like, they fell on good days for some people, but weird days in my mind because it's like you work a, a Monday through Wednesday one week and then you work a Monday through half a Thursday, whatever that mm-hmm. may be the next week. And man, it just throws me off. Are you complaining about getting days off? Well, I think I'm just like, yeah. well, no, I think I, it's sweet when it's in the middle of the week. Well, I also think I, I enjoy days off, but I think I'm just so accustomed to coming in here and working. Right. That it, it's different with this job than a regular nine to five. Oh God. If I was working a nine to five, I would maybe, I would bank up my PTO uh-huh. and take like two straight weeks off. So Christmas, Thursday, Friday, mm-hmm. uh, and then the Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday of the next week and then New Year's day. Yep. And I'd have like almost two weeks off week and a half that's what i would do if i worked a regular nine to five just to milk that shit out but when you when you're not working here and you're home on a day off you're just anxious about all the work you're not getting done anxiety yeah out the roof yeah um you know what helps with anxiety though drinking the perfect amount of drinking yeah i knew that's where Um, you were going tyler great great segue segue, by the way we are we are in tune right now it's a new year me and tyler uh it only took us 13 episodes to get in tune you are the 20 to my 21 ryan wow that's that that actually means a lot to be honest tyler good good uh i like that a lot so yeah tyler dive us into uh last week's topic of the perfect amount of beer to drink while you're golfing to where you can be stroking the ball so well, you're not going to be, uh, you know, maybe seeing two at the tee box or you're not going to be too nervous because you might mm-hmm. ha- not have have had enough beers. Um, we got an email. We did. Okay. So I asked Jake to develop an equation to find that perfect level of alcohol consumption and how to maintain it. Of course, he didn't come up with we an equation. Yeah. Well, I didn't even need to Correct. do anything Correct. because within like two hours after the <laughs> podcast went up, I had an email in my inbox with the exact equation that I'm looking and, for. And I think that this email took two hours to draft. <laughs> yes, this is he a probably was just email. waiting for the podcast to drop. Yeah. And he was just like, I got this. Just warming <laughs> up his fingers, just yeah. getting ready to go. Um, but one of our guys in, in our we, in our Twitch stream, Comedic, we'll give him a name drop for this. Yeah, He's putting Kemetic. a lot of freaking work for Kevin it. Kevin Aldridge, man. He's our he, guy. He sent us bullet points that are, it's got to be 500 words. At least this thing would have, you would have passed the word limit in college with this thing. Yeah. You wouldn't even have had to double space after periods or like use extra commas or anything like that. Yeah. That's true. We're talking like college level essay. Coming this, at you. This thing is jam-packed with plenty of information. I'm sure the word buzz is used at least 200 times. A very scientific word. Yeah, yeah. buzz. Yeah. So basically what yeah. this is, is it's the actual equation on how to maintain the perfect level of, of buzz while playing golf. Now, is this is this science or is this... I mean, Kometic is an EMT. He, so he, yeah, I trust him. He does. I'm sure he knows blood alcohol levels. I'm sure he knows mm-hmm. shit like that. Um... How do we want to dive into this, Tyler? Because there's a lot and we want to make sure you guys get all the information you can. There's no way in hell we're going to read all of it because one, that's boring radio. Two, 
I don't want to read that much because he put in so much effort. I don't think yeah. I've read that much since college. That is like it's there's chapters almost. Yeah. You could literally turn this into an audiobook. Yeah. Uh the perfect golf t- the perfect beer to golf ratio. <laughs> Audi on on Audible. Go get it now. Use code double bogey show <laughs> to get it for free. <laughs> he breaks into like what snacks do to your to your buzz level? That's what yeah. I'm saying, like, dude. If you're like me, I like a good back nine snack. Being a candy bar, that would take away a half a beer. You could consume a beer with the snack, only gaining half a beer positive credit to your buzz line. Uh, if you could eat your snack with water and have to slam a beer immediately after bringing yourself back up. Jake, can you pull that down to the other window? Yeah, holy down, shit. This one Reddit. up here? Yeah. Here, how about I go like this for you? That works too. Anyways, so let me just paraphrase here. Okay, yep. Yeah, because Jake, so, you, you received the email. You kind of know what's going on, so give it to us. I'm kind of his understudy with this whole yep. thing. So, um, so Ryan, you were right last episode. Four beers is the perfect amount of buzz. That's what I'm saying. And it's all about maintaining, which we said uh-huh. that's kind of the thing. That four sucks. beers on an empty stomach. Yeah. Four. Okay. Um. Yeah. So are we, continue. are we talking morning tea time with no breakfast? Are we fasting? So here's the thing is if you have lunch, just give or take a beer. Okay. You know, mm-hmm. so if you haven't had lunch, you know, you minus one beer, you're going to be at that same level. Okay. You had another beer. If you had a big lunch, throw on top another beer. Fair enough. From there on out, depending on how much you want to eat, it's alternating water and beer every single hole for the rest of the uh, 18. So I'm just going to, the only issue with this. A lot of liquid is talking about how much you're going to have to pee. Yeah. Yeah. They uh, they better have some good bathrooms. I might just put in like a catheter and golf with that. <laughs> Yikes, Tyler. <laughs> no, so I'm just going to read his, Jeez, his final paragraph, and it kind of sums everything up. Mm-hmm. He's like, once finished with your round, you will have consumed approximately nine to ten beers with lunch and a snack in there while having water to maintain liver function. Nine to ten beers in about three hours is a bit, so you need to take some time to sober up in the clubhouse before talking about your drop ball hole in drop ball hole in one. Because yes, you have to take that as a hole in one. That was the first time you hit that ball, and it went right in the hole from being on the tee box. So not only did we confirm the perfect <laughs> beer to golf ratio, but we also confirmed if a breakfast if you hit a hole in one on a breakfast ball, does that count? Comedic says yes. The scientist. I don't know. I, I am still not on board with that, but I am on board with the the beer to golf ratio. Now, have I have I had ten beers on a golf course? Absolutely. Have I needed to sober up before going home? Absolutely. Thank God, most clubhouses also have restaurants. Yes. Yes. So you throw in a fat burger and a burger, so a bunch of fries. You take yep. your sweet time with it. Um, and at the end of it, I mean, if you plug yourself into that equation, you could just still find your BAC and see if you need to call for a ride or hop in with your buddy too. Yeah, you just usually just hop in with me. I'm yeah. usually like, you know, I got my music going. I'm I'm vibing on the course. Maybe I'll, I'll I might start golfing with my air with my AirPods in when I'm with you. That would be great. So then we for one we don't have to talk. Yeah, and AirPods? then for two, <laughs> <laughs> not to brag, dude. I don't have the pros though. Oh. Shit. Um, yeah, I tell you, just hop in with me. But uh, for some reason, I just had a feeling that four beers is a perfect amount. And now he's talking through 18, nine to nine, approximately nine beers through 18 holes. Correct. Yeah, yep. Four beers through nine. Mix in a couple snacks in between. We're going to test this out. Yes. We're really going to test we this out. We will use this equation. Um, And we'll just, we'll, we will be our own test subjects. Mm-hmm. No, we have to, we've got the hypothesis. Now we need to do the experiment. What's the uh, what's the eight? What, there's like a list of eight different things to conduct an experiment. Hypotheses. Yeah, whatever the rest of the scientific method is. I know the scientific just, method. That's yeah. what it there's is. There's only like five steps. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Wow, that just shows you how much I paid attention <laughs> yeah. to science class. I'm it's like a, observe, record. Yep. Uh, yeah, I know. Hypothesis. We've done all that. Yeah. We've done all that. We're to the hypothesis. Now we just need to go test it. <sighs> Unfortunately, Tyler. We can't do that now. Not right now, but we'll get there. We I wonder, so, God, this is why we need the Fitbit because it's going to change when you're at a simulator because you're not walking as much and there might be other food there. Yeah. Um, things are going to change wherever you're at. In the rain, you're not sweating as much. Yeah. Um, on a cold day, you need to keep body heat. So you might be burning alcohol more than you would actually in the heat. 
your weight has to have something to do with this as exactly. well. Like big time. My beer to golf ratio is going to be less than Miles's beer to golf ratio. Correct. Okay. Yeah. So I think we got to get, this is a great first step on the road to the alcohol consumption Fitbit. Yeah. And also if you're listening right now and you are able to golf, if you do not have eight inches of snow on the ground, we need you as a test subject. We'll, so we'll be posting this this equation, this hypothesis from Cometic, and yeah. we want you guys to put it to use because we cannot. The more test subjects we have, the more accurate we can be in our final results. I can see Tyler. Uh, he's got like four beers down in the first two holes, and then he's like, this experiment sucks. I can't drink any more beers for the rest of the round. And I'm like, Tyler, shut up. This is a science experiment. I be like, oh, it's not working. And I'm like, I'm two over through three. I'll be at the Leave sweet spot perfectly, but golfing like shit. And be like, it doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah, I guess that's true. What does the sweet spot even matter when I suck? When you can't yeah, exactly. Like, it's yeah. like, uh, well, I've had four beers through nine holes and I'm still 15 over. Yeah. Like, does it work or doesn't it? Um. So we need some test subjects. Guys, go go do this. We're going to post it to the Instagram at breakfast.balls. We're going to post it to uh, to our Facebook page. Go check it out. Make sure you get the equation written down. Get it in your head. And uh, let's find that perfect beer to golf ratio, Tyler. Yeah. Take a break. We're going to be right back with a big interview, Ryan. Big time interview. Um, Yeah. This is this would be what our third interview because we had on tap with the boys we had Lakin mm-hmm. which is an electric interview um, and now guys we have our third interview coming up wait around to see who it is okay before we get into the super mysterious interview that Ryan wants to keep a surprise this week but he did not it. last week <laughs> not no. last week this twenty twenty everything's a surprise it's in fresh it's fresh yep we got to talk about the money line segment for like two my, tiny, tiny, tiny little seconds. We don't have to talk much about it. Why don't you it. want to talk about it, Tyler? Because we don't just we just don't have to. Because uh, I'm down to like twenty dollars. Really? Um, what did I have left? What did I bet? Yeah, I think you bet a hundred dollars of your last one hundred and fifty. Yeah, so I have fifty bucks left on the Panthers, who were playing the Saints. The Saints didn't play; they played half their offensive starters. And the Saints still ran train on them. Drew Brees, man. Yeah, well, also Teddy Bridgewater threw two picks and lost two fumbles. Against his former team. Against his former team. That sucks. Yeah. Uh, Well, not much of an update for you, Tyler. You're down at 50 bucks. Uh, Me, on the other hand, you know, I'm on an absolute heater right now. (laughs) I put 500 down on the Pats at minus 235. Pats won. Give me back another 212. Jake, give Not me back brag. another two twelve. Up in that black, up. Uh, I'm up like close to two two G's probably. I think so. Probably something close like that. Um, we don't have the we don't have the final stats. We have mainly just been focusing on Tyler. And well, and, I'm about to win big, real big. Uh, why why is that, Tyler? Why are you going to win big? Because we're back to golf, baby. Golf is the op the the perfect opportunity to get back into it. The Tour Championship, the Century Tour Championship. In Hawaii. The Tournament of Champions. Tournament of Champions. Right? Yeah. Um, what does that even mean? Uh, that's a good question. Uh, but it's in Hawaii, and yeah. I would do anything. We're all champions if we just have fun and try our hardest. I would do anything <laughs> to golf in Hawaii, Tyler. We got a stacked field coming I'm up. picking the first person I looked at. Who was it? Hideki Matsuyama. Oh, it's good. Hideki Matsui for the Yankees. No, Matsuyama. Uh, left or er, right fielder. Yeah, I mean, he, that guy might play well too. He's retired. Yeah, I mean, he's an athlete though. Yeah, he he was really yeah, good back. He in the was day. really good. So I'm Very putting good. fifty dollars on Hideki. Don't let me down. Hideki Matsuyama at plus two thousand to win a thousand. Tyler, bigger, go bigger, go home. Obviously. Wow, you you're all in. Yeah, I'm in poker, Tyler. Is that a good? Now is when you would say. I'm all in. Yeah, well, I'm way all in. And you know, you know what? All you need is a chip and a chair. Because if you win this bet, you're back to a thousand dollars credit. No, you're back to a thousand fifty dollars credit. Yeah. Um, I got a lot of money to spend right now. Uh, go all in, Ryan. You won't. No, you I'm, won't risk it. You're right. Wow. Not on golf. Why not? I'm gonna risk it on take the, the field. I'm risking it on the Super Bowl. You were. It's gonna be over. Why? Because you're gonna lose. Because if Hideki loses, I'm out. <laughs> All right. All right. All right. Come on, Ryan. I will put one thousand dollars 
on John Rom plus eight hundred. Fuck. <laughs> so a thousand to win eight. Uh, a thousand to win eight thousand. Mm. Yes. A hundred to win eight. A hundred to win eight hundred. A thousand to win eight thousand. That is a fat bet. Should I actually do that in real life? No. Tyler, don't tell me how to manage Ryan, my money. To Ryan, don't do that. All right. You see this sh- this new shirt I'm You're wearing? You're going to start coming to work with a black guy and like <laughs> maybe a finger broken here and there because well, Ryan can't cover his bookie bets. Yeah. Don't just don't break have, my fingers because I can't grip my golf club. You're going to have thugs running after you. I'll. Tyler's going to have to start paying for all of our yeah, times. That's gonna, why I love playing uh, hypothetical money line betting. Uh, because that's not going to happen. You're you're like Keanu Reeves in Hardball. Yeah, just making bet after bet after bet to cover your other bets. Yeah, but um, the end of Hardball, it ended up being pretty good ending into a movie. Are you wait? What? Okay. Are you high? Refresh my memory again. Remember we we talked okay, about spoilers. this on the movie of the month. Spoilers. G baby gets shot and dies from Keanu Reeves's perspective. Yeah, the the movie ends with him giving a really sad speech at G Baby's funeral. Fuck. <laughs> All right, guys. I thought G Baby's eight years old. Here's the movie I'm thinking of: the one with Ben Affleck, where he's an alcoholic and the, he he's a high school basketball coach at the same time. I don't know this one. It's on Netflix. Go watch it. Great movie. Okay. Um, sorry guys. R. I. P. G. Baby. Wrong movie. Um, <laughs> the only movie I've ever seen is Caddyshack, and that one sucked. Yeah, I hate movies. Um, so yeah, John Rom plus eight hundred. To win a grand, and if I win this bet, I am also I might hit the ten thousand dollar mark. Also, yeah, you will hit the ten thousand dollar mark. So yeah, that so would be unbelievable. Everything's on the line. Also, so I could take the lead if you lose and I win. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I'm not gonna win. Also, you guys, this uh, we are uh, this all this advice that we're giving, not really advice, but uh, do not take this to heart. No, we are not professionals. Uh, we like to have fun with fake money. And that's why we do the money line segment. Yeah, let's get into our interview, though. Big interview. Um, nothing against Lakin or the on tap boys, but we have a legitimate, skilled, on the professional level golfer. Big time. Big time. Travis Fulton Golf hopped on the podcast. We were able to interview him about breaking down our swings, what he thinks about betting in golf slash sports in general. And what celebrity he thinks could make the tour (laughs) if he actually tried. Tyler, let's just get into the interview. Roll that shit, Jake. All right, guys. We would like to introduce you the one and only professional swing coach, Travis Fulton. Travis, how are you doing today, man? I'm good. How are you guys? Doing good. Doing good. Good. We've been... uh, We've been waiting for today um, because not only are we going to uh, or are you going to break down our swings, uh, Tyler and I are going to learn a little bit more uh, kind of about each other, maybe a couple of things we can work on on the golf course, and uh, we'll mix a few other segments in between. Tyler, what are, how are you feeling about this? Oh, uh, for Travis, I think you're going to learn that our personalities really match our swings. Um, we're a little, one of us is a little rough around the edges. Um, Maybe in it for more of a good time than the other yeah. guy. He's pretty serious. He's, <laughs> um, he's a little more fine-tuned, if you will. I think a little more serious than uh, a guy of my skill level should be. Yeah, I would agree with that. But, I would agree with that. Uh, I think today is going to be very interesting. Um, Travis, before we dive into things, just tell us a little bit about yourself and uh, kind of how you got into the position you are today. Yeah, well, I'm here in um, Ponte Vedra Beach, Florida. Um and uh, a, a golf coach by trade. I've been doing that for the better part of uh, 20 years um, all across the country, but uh, also very much in the media space for um, a long time. And, um, you know, got my start in the media space at Golf Channel where I was for four or five years. And then, like so many, just decided to kind of do it on my own yep. um, in, in the social media world, which I've been doing now for the better part of two years. So, it's uh, it's been fun to kind of balance my instruction um, background with the media space and and doing you know a, a number of different things. So it's been um, it, it's been a fun journey and uh, and a good balance, which uh, I like I like between the two. Yeah, well, and I think you've you've landed in a great spot because uh, for guys like us, and I feel like a lot of uh, a lot of people getting into the golf industry these days are consuming a lot of their 
uh, a lot of their content on social media there. Um, they are probably not coached ever or never have been. Um, they're basically just fly by the seat of their pants, take what they can off of social media. And, um, you know, you're probably one of the guys that, uh, that they go to for advice. So, uh, you know, I, I've been following for quite a while. And then uh, how we got connected was uh, we were we were on the 1015 tea time and uh, Tyler's yeah. Tyler's uh, burner of a stinger uh, was on there. And I was pretty pumped to see that because uh, uh, Tyler's known for the stingers that he's been able to hit. Unintentionally. Oh, nice. <laughs> but I hit on him. purpose. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I, I tell people they're on purpose when I'm with them, but uh, to be full disclosure, they are not on purpose. But actually, I have a question for you right off the bat. So Ryan yeah. got a hundred bucks to go to lessons for Christmas. What can you teach someone in just maybe like one or two sessions that's going to stick with them forever? Is this something that you need time with this person to really get them to have your lessons sink in? Well, I mean, I think the more time you have, the better... The, the more impact you can make, right? For sure. But I think, you know, an hour or two spread out, um, you get good info and you're putting it in the right order, then you, you can start changing your pattern and you can start changing, um, the probability of your impact position. And, and, and that can have tremendous, uh, tremendous upside, you know, for people. So, um, yeah, I think if it's just one session and if it's done right and, the, the, the student takes it away and is able to kind of develop it a little bit. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think it has a lot of value and, and not just in person, but, but online um, it's amazing just in some of the programs that I have people go through them and the, the gains that they're able to make without me even meeting them. Right. And, and, and even having seen their golf swing, just giving them some structure to kind of follow um, you can have an impact. So yeah, I think instruction works. Is it for everybody? No. Um, but if it's, uh, if it's in person, I, I think that's the, the best way to learn, even if it's just one mm -hmm. session. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I think, uh, today, as far as rating our swings, it's going to be a good breakdown of maybe a couple of things we can work with, but, uh, on our last podcast, Travis Tyler and I talked about some 2021 golf resolutions that we have for ourselves. And one of Tyler's was to beat me. Yeah, I got to beat Ryan so, just once. So, I don't care if he wins a hundred <laughs> times. I need to win once. That's it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So these uh, these lessons that are going to be coming up here this spring, um, I am going to take full advantage. And uh, I'm going to make sure that doesn't happen, Tyler. Sorry. I'll sabotage you somehow. I will find a way. <laughs> Um, very cool. Well, let's just jump into it, Travis. Uh, so we sent you a couple videos. This was, uh, and we're from North Dakota, um, if you weren't familiar. Okay. So, um, mm -hmm. I think this video, uh, the swings that we sent you was filmed, uh, on a skip video that we did one day, probably in late fall. Yep. Uh, it's very cold. Muscles are probably a little bit tense. So, um, I would <laughs> we're say- We're making excuses already. I would say- <laughs> even started talking. I would say go easy on us, but we don't want you to. Um, so- Let's get into it. Uh, you had a chance to take a look at the videos and um, go ahead and rate our swings. Well, I think, you know, starting with Tyler, um, you know, <laughs> I think like you can't see the grip from that target line view. And, but it appears that that right hand is way underneath, right? Like it's kind of this way under here. And when you get that right hand way under, then that club face can get pretty de lofted and, I think you counter that with that swing that looks pretty long, right? It looks like, you know, you're trying to really hurt the thing and really <laughs> crush it. Um, with authority. And yeah. when, when you do that and you get long, then that right hip can kind of sway, right? So your right hip kind of slides lateral and the club shaft gets way past parallel. And then you counter that with a the grip, then it's like, oh, it's hard to kind of find the ball over and over again. So I would say, look, get that right hand a little more like where you're covering up the left thumb, like it's a little more on top. That right thumb goes, you know, on the left-hand side of the grip. And, and then like think a little more like three quarters, but turning that right hip. Feel like that right hip goes, like it turns a little more towards your left heel versus your right hip kind of sliding lateral. So if you kind of turn that right hip to the left heel, but a little more three quarters at the top, I think that countered with the grip would, would help you, you know, find the golf ball more consistently in particularly with the driver. So that would be where I would go there. Now, Ryan, 
I think your grip's similar. Am I wrong? I mean, right hand might be like a little bit. You're correct. Kind of yep. under as well. Yep. I see that a lot. You know, like because guys, they get that trill hand so far under it feels strong yep. to them. Um, and and you really want to kind of get a little more and cover the left thumb. Like you don't want to like way over, right. but you know, cover the left thumb. And what I would say in looking at your swing is is I would probably make sure your spine's tilted just a little bit more to your right at address. So your spine kind of tilt, you want to have it a little bit of side yep. tilt. And then I would feel like that club head stays a little more out in front of you. Don't let that club head get kind of in behind you sure. so quickly. Kind of feel like it stays a little more out. And then from there with the turn. And I think if you had a little tilt at address, you would be a little more behind it at impact. And I think that would be really conducive for your driver. Tyler, I noticed that you didn't take one note. I was taking mental notes, mental <laughs> oh, you reps. Didn't write anything we, down. Hey, mental reps, mental notes is it was that's what was going on in my head. You didn't take one note. Um, oh, how do you know I wasn't taking did mental you, notes? Did you consume that on on how we can maybe... Cause, I okay, did, because so, I've never once thought about my grip at all. I have just tried to do what's comfortable. And that sure. is the only way I grab a club is I just yeah. grab it and whatever feels comfy, I use. Um, I have a question. What about the thing that I have tried to change and tried to dissect and maybe improve is what I'm doing with my lower body. I do that weird knee dip thing because I played baseball all the time and I'm just, it's just feels natural to do that. Is that how do I break that? Cause that's my the most self-conscious and the thing that I think I can improve the most on. Then the knee dip through impact. The, yeah. The left knee. Yes. Yeah. Um, you know, I think when you look at like leg action in the golf swing, um, I think that that sway probably doesn't help that too much going back. So I think if you, if you kind of learn to turn your right hip, a little more towards your left heel, that would be the first step. But then what's going to happen there is, is when you hit it, you're going to have a little more weight now on your left foot. Cause you can think about if your hip kind of slides to the right going back, then it's hard to get that weight, you know, over on the left side mm -hmm. and, and you're moving too much side to side in essence, right? You have too much lateral and you need more like rotary and more vertical, which is like being able to push up off the ground. So when you, when you turn the right heel hip to the left heel, you'll, you'll feel like your weight can move a little more in your left foot at impact. And then you can push up. Now your left leg can, you can kind of push up mm -hmm. better through impact, which will get that left leg stronger. And then also your spine can extend back. Extension is like this movement where you're going yep, you know, yep. back. So you're extending almost what feels like back and up as that left leg pushes up. But the key to get that is you got to get some weight moving into that lead foot first. And I think that's where that hip turning better in the backswing would help facilitate that where you feel like you can push up the lead leg through impact. Okay. Travis, you talk, you talk left and right without even flinching. I would need to think about that <laughs> so heavy. Um, I feel like if you join the, <laughs> if you join the military, you would be so far ahead of everyone else knowing your left and right and left, right, left. Yeah. Um, that's impressive. I like that. Uh, one question I got is, so as a coach, uh, 20 years plus in the business, does the coach have a coach? Well, I mean, I don't, I don't play a lot. I don't play much golf. Um, anymore. So for, as far as like me working on my game and having a coach, no, but I have, you know, from a information standpoint and, and people that you kind of seek out to, to, to see what's happening in the world of, you know, biomechanics and science yep. and things like that. Yeah. You're always, um, trying to kind of follow, you know, some of the guys that spend a lot of time in that, in that world. And I think golf, like, everything else has become a little bit more scientific. So I think as you're, as you're trying to align yourself with those people who, who really um, have a knack for that research and, um, and can bring that to the forefront and articulate it in a way where I can understand it and yep. then being able to then, you know, even filter that down some to where my students can benefit from it, whether it's in person or not. Yeah. So I, I'm always, you know, kind of seeking and, and learning, not just from the instruction standpoint, but from the media standpoint as well, um, that that journey never seems to never end. Yeah, no, I like that a lot. Um, you might have just fit, fixed the worst swing on earth. 
<laughs> that being Tyler's. Um, my, my, I mean, my last I question. He's spinning his right hip now. He's like, <laughs> yeah, just in, in my chair. I was, yeah. 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 I was yeah. literally doing like mental reps, trying not to like move my body while we were going he's, through that. He was talking about grip. I had my hands so <laughs> yeah. trying to yeah. do it. Yeah. No, that's awesome. Um, yeah, I was gonna ask, you know, whose swing was worse and why was it Tyler's? But I think we already we already established that, Tyler. <laughs> um, but hey, we're gonna get there in 2021, Tyler. Actually, my goal I'm is gunning for you. I know you are, and my goal for you is to um, fix the swing a little bit as much as you don't want to. So here's the deal: I'm probably gonna have to re-listen to our own podcast episode like five or six times to retain it. Mental reps. Yep, that's what it is. Um, yep. Awesome. No, that was a fun segment, Travis. We appreciate you doing that. Um, it's it's definitely going to benefit us because, like Tyler said, we are going to go back and uh, we're going to analyze that a little bit. And again, we're not we're the type of people who uh, it, it doesn't matter how well we golf. It's about who we're golfing with and about having a good time out out on the course. And um, luck, we've luckily been in, able to do that in 2020 with uh, the breakfast ball page that we started and um, probably golfing once or twice a week. So uh, we're on the up and up. Tyler. Yeah, it's exciting. Um, and then with that, we've kind of started to consume more of the golf world and form our own opinions on on the state of it and what we think is working, what we think is cool and fun. So we kind of wanted to pick your brain with the segment we're calling yeah. Good for Golf. So it's question things, mark. Yeah, with the question mark. Is it something that you think improves the game or changes the game for the good or the bad? Um, and the first one, he's gotten a lot of time with he, people have watched him. He's been a big target for for golf fans and critics. Um, there'll be Bryson DeChambeau. Do you think the way he is changing the way these golf athletes train, the way they play, is a good thing or maybe a oh, different yeah. thing? Oh, for sure. I think he's. I think he's great for golf. Um, I think he's he's polarizing. Um, you can answer that question a couple different ways. You know, one from just what he's done from his own game and transformation of his body, the increase in speed, the distance that he's hitting it. Um, yeah, I think he's, he's shown a way that um, really wasn't explored to that degree. We know distance mm-hmm. is always been an yep. advantage, but the way that he went about it with his body, we're talking putting 40 pounds on right. and that's right. It's crazy and changing your swing. Um, so, you know, he was treading upstream big time and went out and dominated the U.S. Open. So I mm-hmm. think when you're able to do that, that's good for the sport. It's people talking about it. He's a polarizing figure. He's he's very confident in himself. I yep. think it comes across a bit arrogant at times. Yeah. Yep. Um, Is that why you think he's you know, polarizing he's, or why, why do you think people are so split on him? I think it's more probably just from his personality than anything. Okay. I don't think it's so much of his game. I think the personality anytime you come across and you're kind of borderline, you know, arrogant, and then you add a layer of immaturity in the way that he's treated some people on the golf course, you know, I mean, it seems to happen when things don't go his way. So I think when you have that in it, and it kind of bucks the trend of the way we think everybody should be acting. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, especially in a sport like golf, then I think you start getting people on both sides. We saw it with Patrick Reed, um, we see it with Brooks Kepka. Yep. Yeah. They put themselves out there in a way that um, is not monotone, not cliche, saying all the things that we're used to golfers saying. And I'm fine with it. I think it's, I think it's gives us something to talk about. And um, whether you like him or not, I think at the end of the day, Bryson DeChambeau has been very good for the sport. Yeah. And I think it, it gets a lot of younger people. Yeah. A lot um, of young eyeballs on the game. Yep, because mm-hmm. I feel like there's a stigma around golf of like the country club golfers, right? And Bryson has kind of broken that that uh, mm-hmm. that stereotype with like he he's a you know 27, 28 year old golfer who is mashing the ball, what all kids want to do, and he's got the personality to do it too. Um, and I think that's what golf is really needed. Obviously, in the social media age, it's a little bit different now, and you can portray that personality a little bit more. But uh, I think he's doing a great job at doing that and um, getting a lot of younger eyeballs on the game, which is is really cool in my mind. All right, yeah, so yeah, the, for sure. our next one for you, you kind of answered in our little pre-show chat, but golf betting, and that is mm-hmm. as a business and me and Ryan throwing five bucks down a hole. Is that good for the game or not? Because it has caused some strife between the two of us <laughs> on the course. Our friendship has dwindled a little it, bit. It has, <laughs> whenever we throw money down, the game all of a sudden is a little less fun to play with you. Yeah, yep. 
Yeah. I mean, there, there's no, the golf itself, there's going to be no bigger impact on the sport than golf betting mm-hmm. over the next, you know, few years. Um, it's not legalized yet. We can't do it like through DraftKings in yep. every state yet. Yep. Now we can play for the most part, fantasy golf, right. Mm-hmm. To some degree, but we still have some a ways to go when it comes to fantasy golf, which is different than just sports betting and golf, right. Where fantasy golf, you're, you're putting together your team of six managing a salary cap. That's huge. We know that football kind of led the way. I think golf is right there as number two now um, in fantasy sports. And then, and then the even bigger ticket than that is the more specific golf betting where you get into head to head matchups, yep. you get into your top twenties winners, things like that. And that's going to be even parceled down more where you're going to be able to bet probably per hole per shot. I mean, it's coming. So this sports betting and fantasy golf, um, I don't think there's anything that'll make a bigger financial impact on the game um, than those. And I've been very much a part of that. Did a show for DraftKings last year. It was called Matchup. And then more specific sports betting show that we'll roll out this year with the company called Sports Pub. That's called Cash Out with the Coaches. So it's uh, it's cool. I, I I love talking about golf in that context, you know, and putting yeah. teams together and head to head. Um, I I think it's really really good for the sport. Awesome. Yeah, I would agree. I'm a big time sports better, and uh, this <laughs> is this is gonna betting. this is gonna amp- yeah. this will amplify things uh, because obviously just getting into the golf world in the last two three years. Um, yeah, you know where my money's going to be dedicated towards. So, um, <laughs> all right. Our next good for golf, Travis, um, Tyler and I are very, very on opposite ends of the spectrum of this. What is your take, um, playing music on the golf course? <laughs> I think it's, I think it's good. Uh, yes. yes. I mean, yeah. I hate I, I it. Think it's, I, I think it's good. I, I think it, it's part of that generational thing. Right. And, um, I, I think you have to have the, the common courtesy and respect of the people that you're playing with and that everybody you hear that, Ryan, is, <laughs> you know, is up for it. And then if, you know, if someone's not, then I think you probably shouldn't play the music where they can hear it. You know, now you might be able to play it, um, at a, at a volume that where you can just hear it and not them, but nonetheless, I think it's, I think it's great. I think it's, loosened it up a little bit. Yeah. Um, I've been for anything in the sport. I've been around the sport forever. Um, and I tend to lead towards lean towards things that are going to loosen up the perception of the game a little bit. Agreed. And I think playing some music, um, within your foursome, as long as you're not disrupting anybody else, I, I think, I think it's uh, I think it's a good thing. Well, yeah, and the way that uh, the way that golf courses were kind of mag- managing themselves through 2020, um, with it being such a weird year, is a lot of the times, Tyler, we were in different golf carts. So it, yeah, that was a out. dream come true. I didn't have to listen to his <laughs> terrible music when we were in different carts. So that was nice. You know, there's like golf can have both sides. I mean, like the membership, and I, I teach at a couple very nice clubs, and you know the way that those clubs want to be ran doesn't have to be the same as some other clubs. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. So you can have clubs and courses that are a little freer with the, with the dress code and, and music and those kinds of things versus you can have some clubs that might want to be a little more stringent on that. I think you can have both sides of it. You know, I don't think yeah. there's anything wrong with it. Um, you know, yeah. and we typically, I, I, I appreciate both sides and can, live in both worlds and there's a time for one and there's a time for the other. And I don't think it has to be one way or the other. Okay. Yeah. And we typically find ourselves at those, the looser courses that you're describing um, mm-hmm. that do allow a different dress code that do allow the music on the course, but Ryan just plays really bad music. So that's where <laughs> I'm at. Yeah. So that's all we need to settle yeah. on. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, no. And uh, that's great. And that kind of leads me into the next question as far as uh, 2020 goes. Do you think 2020 and everything that happened this year was good for golf? Well, I think, um, I think that it's, it depends who you ask. I mean, for the PGA tour, no. Yeah. I mean, I, I Correct. think yep. they probably, they probably hemorrhage money. Um, 
And so from that standpoint, the PGA tour couldn't operate at 50 tournaments um, under the current situation, yeah, right? right? Like year in and year out. Now, the other side of that is you have more people playing the game because you can do it outdoors and yep. it's um, relatively safe because of that. So you had a lot of people coming back to the game that were not playing in the last three or four or five years for different situations, whether it was financial or kids or whatever, they were coming back. And as they were coming back, they needed equipment. They would hit balls. They would play rounds. Yep. They would spend money in the clubhouse. So the net effect of all that money spent, I think was a very good thing um, for the year. But I think we would all agree that that's probably going to level out to some degree. Mm -hmm. Things are going to hopefully get back to normal with, yep. um, as things settle down a little bit. And, um, I think at the end of the day, I, I don't think anybody wants to operate the way that we did this year in 2020, although there were some people that benefited from it. I benefited from it online. Online sales were as good as they've ever been. Yep in my training programs and online lessons, because that's the way people were consuming things more so than even so in person. So yeah, there's some value there, I think in the short term, but long term, um, geez, I, 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 I'm ready to get back to a little more. <laughs> no, I hear you. Agree. Yeah. And Tyler and I always talk about it too. It's like, uh, with a lot of entertainment options closing down, not being available anymore. I tell Tyler, I'm like, the golf course is always there, man. It's always there. And kind of our goal at Breakfast Ball here is to uh, get more people like us who might be intimidated to get on the golf course um, or maybe haven't got into the sport in the last 10 years uh, to just get out there, start playing, um, start seeing your game improve. And I think this is a yeah. good year to do that. But no, I completely agree on both ends of the spectrum um, of how it has either benefited or um, kind of been uh, it, it's been a tough battle for, you know, like the PGA and, and getting tournaments underway. But um, no, that's great. So uh, that's our good for golf segment. I think we're, we're very in line with everything you said. Um, yeah, we. Yeah, yeah. I think the only thing we disagree on is music, and it might be <laughs> just because of Ryan. It's probably so. it's probably a personal thing with me, Tyler. <laughs> um, but no, that's great. One one last question that we had for you, Travis. Um, yeah. You, you do you break down a lot of celebrity swings. Uh, you had Aaron Rodgers on the page the other day, um, kind of just critiquing uh, his swing a little bit. What celebrity do you legitimately think uh, could compete on the tour? None of them. None. None. <laughs> no. I mean, not even Charles Barkley. I mean, John Smoltz. John <laughs> Smoltz is probably, you know, I mean, he was right there as certainly one of the best. I mean, you see it in Tahoe, the best celebrities coming together and playing. There's, there's not a guy in that field at that point that could go and like Mark Mulder, right. He's yeah. a good player, really good player um, that could go and compete on the PGA tour right now. I mean, not even close. I mean, the difference between a scratch plus one player, really good celebrity player and a, let's just say a Wyndham Clark or a, you know, a Brian Gay. Yep. Right. I mean, we're just talking about players. We're not, we're not talking about JT and, Mm -hmm. DJ, yep, the burned Weisberg. Those guys, yeah, <laughs> yeah, those guys would consistently wax them. I mean, the the difference between a plus one and a PJ Tour player is easily probably three shots around, easily. Damn. So then let's rephrase it. Or, I'm sorry, three. Yeah, or I'm sorry, six shots around, three sure. shots aside. Yeah. Yep. So let's rephrase. It. Then who would be the premier, the upper echelon, the number one draft pick for the pro am? Who is the who is the amateur number one pick? Who would I pick for to, to be my top you're, you're, amateur? You're, yeah. yeah. Hmm. I mean, I think from a a player's standpoint, you know, that's a that's a that's a really good uh that's a really good question. I think Smoltz is probably right there for me. Okay. John Smoltz. Um yeah, I would think I would I would probably I would probably start there from a from a playing standpoint, from a from a fun standpoint, yeah. you know, you, you could go <laughs> a lot of different ways, but um, uh, I, think, I, I think even Tiger said that Smoltz is the best celebrity that he's played with. Okay. Yeah. And who did we pick for our dream teams? I'm pretty sure I picked, I would want to play with Michael 
and Joe Rogan for fun. I think that would be an yeah. electric dynamic. Yeah. I can't remember. Uh, you also had Michael. Michael Jordan, uh, LeBron James. I think. Just yeah. Getting, just have those two yeah. together on the course. Let's have those two compete yeah. against each other on the golf course versus the basketball court. And, yeah. uh, and see what goes down. I think that'd be pretty fun. But um, yeah, it's amazing how, how many of them can play well. I mean, I was just out there and played with uh, Jerome Bettis. Sure. Um, who easily is a four handicap, really good player. Yep. Uh, played with um, Brian Urlacher, who's, you know, like a five or six handicap. Adam Thielen with the Vikings is a yeah. legitimate one or two handicap. Yeah, he, uh, he was um, one state in high school, I'm pretty sure. We're from the yeah. same town, and he uh, he has his name on the wall, not for football. For golf. But he has his name <laughs> on the wall for golf. Nice. Yeah, so these guys can go. I mean, they love it, too. Um and they, they work at it when they have time, they play like, you know, like Patrick Peterson and Larry Fitzgerald, they, they pretty much play golf every day, even during mm -hmm. the football season. Um, so it's, it's, it's cool to see the athletes when they're playing and posting about the sport. I think that as well is up there in the top five. What's been good for the sport is when these is social media from the aspect that when these athletes play, they, how, how much they share, how much they love the game and how much they play. I think that's been a really positive impact on the sport too. I think it's just also a, a different level of competitiveness, you know, yeah. they have the, yep. the competitiveness on, on the football field or the basketball court. And then when you get on the golf course, it's a completely different dynamic. You're but that with, competitiveness is still there. Exactly. For sure. Exactly. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. You know, and it, and it's, um, it doesn't add up always, right? Like, cause you can be doing all the right things and yet the, the gap between day to day can be so big and they're not used to that. You know, they're used to like, you know, like a football player, their body may not feel the same, but they can kind of still do the same things. Right. Mm -hmm. And they understand yeah. the plays and the sport as such that there's not as big a gap where in golf, even in a single digit, like they go out and shoot eight, you know, 83 one day and 74 the next. And they're just like, I don't, I don't understand that. Right. Like I, I, it's just 24 hours difference. And yet, so it doesn't always add up mentally for them. And I think that's very frustrating for them. And they think the sport is that much more difficult, but the reality is, and I told Urlacher this, when we were talking on the podcast, I said, <clears throat> I said, you're a five handicap. And, you know, I said, what if I was a five handicap in football? Like, where would that put me? And you know, mm -hmm. he kind of got to thinking like, well, you would probably you wouldn't even be playing like small college <laughs> yeah. golf or small college football. And I'm like, exactly. <laughs> you know, yeah. So, yeah. Like football's hard too. You're just coming at it from a professional a sports point of view of playing at a, such a high level hall of fame level in one sport that you come to golf. And it's like, I get your frustration, but I, I still think, you know, football at that level is just, is just as more difficult as it is, is playing golf for sure. Yeah. Well, that's a good parallel to draw. I've never, that's never even crossed my mind. Like how would you rank the handicap of a football player or a basketball player? Um, I'm trying to think right now, the Vikings defense is probably like an eight or a nine handicap as a whole. Um, so double, that's sad. That's digits. sad for me. That's yeah. where I lost all my money in our money line segment was betting on the Vikings. So here yeah. we are today. Sad as can be. Thielen, I'm glad he's good at golf, but maybe he could rally the defense once or twice for me. That'd be, that'd be wonderful. <laughs> yeah, uh, well, very cool. Travis, do you have any questions for us uh, before we wrap things up? Now, what happened to your boy Carson Wentz? He, uh... Well, I, you know what? I think something good could come out of this because, gosh, you never know. He might land in Minnesota. No, that I don't want him. <laughs> I don't want him. Uh, yes, yeah. that was that was tough. Um, you know, so Carson went to college at NDSU here, right, right where we're at in Fargo, and uh, you know, kind of a hometown boy, North Dakota boy, um, smaller yeah. high school, and a uh, lot of hype going into the draft. A uh, lot of hype after him and Nick Foles won the Super Bowl, um, and now it's 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 getting kind of tough to watch. But uh, I think you know it's not only his fault in Philly; it's uh, you know offensive line, wide receivers. You can distribute the blame everywhere um, if you want to put any blame. But yeah, it's, like it's Jalen's doing all right. Yeah, it's kind of disappointing to see. But um, we move on. We're Vikings fans at heart. And uh, yeah, on to, on to 2020. Next year's our year, Travis. Every year. Every year. Next year's year. our year. <laughs> so, all right, guys. Well, Travis, we appreciate you coming on. Uh, thanks for breaking down each one of our swings. We're definitely going to take that to heart. Um, I am anyways. 
and uh, <laughs> taking the time to come on the podcast with us. Um, before we go, where can people find you? Yeah, go to um, see social media on Instagram at Travis Fulton Golf. Um, Twitter is actually at Travis Fulton. And then um, you do the website thing at Travis Fulton Golf as well. Awesome. Awesome. Guys, if you haven't yet, go check out Travis on social media. Um, you can definitely take a lot away from the advice that he's putting out there. Um, yeah. Thanks again, Travis. Guys, we're going to take a quick yeah, break and then uh, we'll hit segment three. All right. Thanks, guys. Ryan, I am. That was a great interview, first of all. Is your uh, swing fixed yet? Yeah, it's fixed. Mental reps. That's yeah. all. It, that's all. You it are, is. Yeah, I've been swinging. I've been taking my clubs and practicing in the living room. And you know who that's upset, Ryan? Your wife or my, your fiance. my fiance. I'm engaged. Yeah, everybody clap. Yay, Tyler. It's actually terrifying. I'm scared shitless. Ryan, please help. Why? Me. I don't know what to do. What if? It, what if? What well, if hang she, on. Before we get into, she has legal right to my money now. No, she doesn't. Not yet. She will. Not if she signs a prenup. Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> um, Tyler, hang on. Before we get into some marital advice, whatever, um, I I feel like I would be the type of person to upload my, this video to YouTube, and this video could potentially hit f- like 500k mm-hmm. million views, mm-hmm. all of them being from me, <laughs> because I am I'm legit I'm le- legitimate about this. I'm gonna fix my swing based off his advice. Okay, I'm excited for it. Why would that get a million views? He because fi- I am he going fixes to be, people's swings for a living. Because I am going to be watching it on repeat, is what I'm saying. <laughs> You're just going to buy like eight burner phones with new accounts yeah. and just put the video on repeat yep. 24-7, plugged in. That's literally all I'll be able to talk about after this. Well, I, will, I can't wait to see your new and improved swing, Ryan. What uh, What's the biggest thing that you took out of uh, the swing segment? Um the grip stuff. Okay, Tyler. Good talk. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was a great interview. Yeah, Fuck. Great I'm, glad, I'm glad we had him break our swings. Uh, All right. Well, you break guys, our swings down for free. I've told you this since the, the get go. It doesn't matter if Tiger Woods comes on this podcast. I'm not changing a damn thing. Why? Because I don't want to. You're such a great You're such depression. a great depression. I enjoy the, golf wow. the way it is. And I'm going to beat you with my booty ass swing one time. And that, that's all that matters to me. The fact that you even think that you could beat me is. It's, 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 it's going to happen. It's unbelievable. One day, Ryan, you're just going to have the worst day of your life. Especially if you don't change anything. Yeah, we'll just wait. I'm just going to change the score, baby. The, oh, wow. This is going to, this is going to be, um, the basis of 2021 and our golf season is Tyler trying to beat me and never just wait. Never, ever. Okay, Ryan. It happening. Okay, it's just going to happen once. It's not going to happen a lot. Just once. How do you think that's going to happen? Like, You're going to play the worst round of your life, and I'm going to play good. I could literally hit uh, like a nine iron or a pitching wedge for every shot, and I still don't think that sounds do. like a challenge. Because I, I mean, I'll, I don't, I that can't hit that. Cl- like All right, Ryan. I can't hit that ball as far, but I'm going to hit it straight. Okay, Ryan. Okay. So I bet I think that I could beat Tyler with just a straight nine iron. Ryan's like, yeah, I got, I'll do it, but just at the par three course in town. No, <laughs> no, regular course. Yeah, right, I'll play with it. a full nine iron. We'll do it. Let's go. Yeah, <laughs> you better believe I, I, I'm sending my nine. Right so on my good days, you didn't beat me by that much. Yeah, but we were also filming videos. No, when we were playing when, with the lost vlogs, I lost to you by like three strokes. Yeah, but you also played out of your mind. No, I did it three weeks in a row. No. The worst I lost to you was by six strokes in those. In We're gonna, those, we gotta roll in that. In the back. lost vlog days. We gotta roll that back. I beat Miles. I, oh, I lost a, I lost to Jade by one stroke one day, and that was the day I lost to you by three. Yeah. It's all good because Tyler's got the confidence that he's gonna come in and beat Ryan. Ryan, I can't, true. a nine iron, really? I would have thought uh, you would have gone with more utility club. 170 off the tee. 170 off the tee, 170 off the fairway, and then chip it up. I'll par every hole. No, that's a lie. I couldn't be less worried. <laughs> yeah. I couldn't be more happy. That <laughs> that you just couldn't happened. be more fired up. Yeah. Now I'm fired up. Can you please give me some advice now? So I'm do scared. you guys wanna do you guys wanna do this on a real course or do you guys want to try and take it to the simulator? No, nah, real course. Real All right. course. Yeah, we'll yeah. we'll we'll push this one off for another three, three, three and a half months. Um 
the first uh, piece of advice for you, Tyler, is just give me three. Set the standards right away of I am still going to be able to do this because I enjoy doing it. And is this for being married, by the way, not golf (laughs) advice? I don't know if I should phrase it like that. Hot segue. Hot segue from me beating Tyler with a straight nine iron um, to Tyler is now engaged. Congrats. To my fiance beating me with a nine iron. (laughs) (laughs) Me beating you with a nine iron to your fiance beating you with a nine iron. Yes. Um, Yes. How does it... uh, It feels different. No, just wedding planning is... Weird. So you've already started. Yep. Welcome, welcome to my world. About a year and a half. It's ago, a nightmare. Two years dude. ago, I told you this before. When it comes to wedding planning, this is piece of advice number one: let her do what she wants to do. Mm-hmm. I am. And provide just provide moral support and agreeance, and maybe a little bit of coin mm-hmm. on top of that. Everything will be fine and dandy. I told her from the get-go. I was like, there's going to be a lot of things that I'm going to be very candid about that I don't give two shits what you do. Yep. So Because you know what? You're not even going to notice a lot of the stuff when it comes yep. to that day. I don't care what we eat. I don't care what the colors are. I care where it is. I care who's invited. I care the prices. <laughs> One thing that she is going to ask you is what color suit do you want to wear? Um, so most of my groomsmen were just in a wedding. Like one of my buddies is my groomsman. We were just in his wedding. So we're just going to use the same tux. So only one groomsman is going to have to buy a tux. And that was the groom. No. That was the groom from the last wedding. No, he had the same one. He just had different tie and a different different flower thing. So it's tux and not suit? It's, I don't know. It's a suit. It's a suit. Black suits. Yeah. It's like a weird off black with some trim. So okay. we all already have it. So I, it's trying to save everyone. One thing that I, I that I did um, was I bought like a little different color variation of suit compared to my groomsmen. Mm-hmm. And I've seen that pretty, I've seen that happen a lot. I'll get a, well, different, like a different color, color tie. Boom. There yeah. we go. Um, so that's one thing that you seem to already have figured out. Mm-hmm. Um, the next thing is you got to get that prenup signed. i'm kidding i mean unless you really want no i'm not gonna get a prenup sign i I joke and i joke and i joke but uh she doesn't take much of my money meg actually made me made me sign a prenup really yeah so i was on the signing end yeah that's good i'm kidding then i didn't can't get her hands on your t-shirt money no i can't get my hands on her money (laughs) that would be how that works i'm kidding that didn't happen um okay so wedding planning provide some good moral support Mm mm-hmm Pick pick out uh, what color suits you want to wear. You already got that covered. Mm-hmm. Um, number two is fuck. You know, Tyler, I got I got a little bit oh, of God. it's not advice here, but I just want you to know that you know your fiance is probably not going to let you put any golf things on the wedding registry, but you just let Ryan and I know what you want, and we got you. Thank you, thank you. I will actually be able to sneak some golf shit on there. Yeah, I'll probably be in charge of the account for the registry, and then I'll just sneak in there every once in a while. Yeah, yeah. If it's like, hey, there's this nice ping bag, like yeah. a nice tour bag or something like that. Maybe a brand new driver. I'll pick one up for you. A driver? Anything? Whatever you want, Taz. Your wedding day. I want a full set of Titleists. That's uh, yeah. Uh, we'll work on it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, the next piece of advice I have for you. The biggest thing that we maybe had like a little little scuffle about mm-hmm. was the guest list. Yeah. The guest list is one of the most just like up in the air. You could go this way. You could go that way. Whatever it may be. Um, that's probably the thing that you guys are going to disagree on, on the most. Don't feel like you have to invite people just because they invited you to their wedding. Yeah. So that's where we are going to have some butting heads in that because I am not afraid to hurt people's feelings by not inviting them. And she definitely is. 100%. I could not agree with that more. Yep. And um, you know what? It's like, are these people really going to be mad? Probably not. If they are, they're probably just not the Mm -hmm. type of people that you want at your wedding. Yeah. I'm not going to invite people that I would be upset about not being invited in the first place. Right. The last piece of advice I have for you, Tyler. Yeah, give me some advice. I need. I have one question for you. Okay. Will I ever be able to golf again? You will. Okay, good. Yes. Um, but it's not like a keeping score type deal. Like, 
I don't keep score that I did this and Matt Ryan, didn't, you're pretty competitive or vice versa. I'm competitive, not with my marriage though. Okay. Like not with my significant other. That's a good piece of advice. I am a, I am a different person here than I am at home. Mm -hmm. Like not in a way of like, Oh, you have to change who you are. Uh, but I do things different at home than I would do here. I'm not as intense at Mm -hmm. home because I'm obviously with my wife doesn't like the intensity that I bring to work. Yeah. Like also Ryan doesn't actually put a thousand dollars on John Rahm at home. (laughs) Correct. Yeah. I might put $10 on John Rahm. Yep. Um, don't feel like you have to talk to everybody at the wedding mm-hmm. because it's never going to happen and you're not going to get to enjoy it with the people you want to the most. Um, well now when it comes to marriage, I feel like money is what people argue over the most. Mm-hmm. It's like, how do we afford this? How do we do that? Um, I feel like you got a pretty good head on your shoulders as far as like how to manage that. Um, you know, you put a thousand bucks on John Rom, wife's probably not going to be too happy. Yeah. Until I hit and then correct. I pay for the whole wedding. Yep. You pay so for the whole you're wedding. saying I should gamble more. In the next year before this wedding happens, I should be gambling to try and pay for the wedding. I didn't say that, but I also didn't disagree with it. Um, so that is your, <laughs> your own ass, personal decision. Uh, but back to your question, Tyler, you will be able to golf and it's not keeping score. So, uh, but maybe just do something nice. Do something nice. Be like, hey, uh, I'm going to hit the, I'm going to hit the links with the guys tomorrow, but I'll make sure I get this done before I leave. Yeah. Okay. Um, and that is to the, probably to the extent what I have learned up until now. So just do chores to earn points to golf. Correct. Hell yeah. Yep. Um, what kind of other questions you got for me? I kind of like talking about this stuff. I am, I'm about, I'm a year and a half in, uh, but I've also been with, I've also been with my wife total of 11 years. All right. Plus we might get a little saucy here. Yep. Well, is it true that I'm only going to have sex on my birthday for the rest of my life? As soon uh, as we're married. Birthday and anniversary. God damn it. And if those fall on the same day, that you might want to replan this wedding. Shit, dude. For a different day. No, I'll have to. Like, I'll do chores. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Hey, more chores. Yep. Hey, honey, I uh, I mowed the lawn and I uh, edged the driveway and I weed whacked on the fence. And uh, now we know why Ryan's so obsessed with his lawn. lawn. (laughs) She's like, yes, you can go golfing. Well, actually, I was hoping to stay here today. If you catch me on a weekend where I'm maybe just like at home for half the day, Mm -hmm. I will get so much shit done around the house. Mowing and edging and weed whacking and uh, vacuuming the floors and mopping the floors and making the bed. Like you walk into that house, you're like, Damn, mm-hmm. this place looks nice. And that's all an ulterior motive. Wow. Yeah, <laughs> like I'm happy for you, Ryan. Wow. You're learning the ticks and the tricks in the of the trade. But the trade. It's also it's also her love language. Okay. Acts of service. So I just happen to like to do acts of service in my yard, and it works out on a weekend. Yeah, and all works out. So it all works out. Good luck, Tyler. Um, I'm excited. Thank you. Thank uh, I'll be you. waiting. I'll be waiting by that mailbox for my invite. I'm Might probably lost, just going to give it to you. Oh, well, that works like too. Hand it over. Save the postage. 55 cents a stamp is, is yeah, just dude, hot. Yeah, I can't afford that. Um, that's how I can say, that's another way I can save money on this wedding. I'll hand deliver all the invites. There we go. There we go. I, I won't I th- lose money on gas. I think we should do one. Let's just do one more thing real quick. Jake, I want you to give Tyler one piece, piece of advice it. based off of just anything that you've seen in your parents' marriage or any of your buddies, whatever. I want you to give Tyler one piece oh. of advice. Um, Jeez. <laughs> guys, you guys are asking the complete wrong person. Over I know. Here. That's why we're doing it. <laughs> this is yikes. Um, Tyler, mm-hmm. my advice to you for your marriage, congrats, by the way. Thanks. Is... um. God, you can't put me on the spot like this, Ryan. I got nothing. I had nothing. Jake, if you would have listened to the podcast, uh, what would it have been? Episode like 70 something? I gave him one piece of advice. Oh, yeah. And Miles ran with it. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Do you remember that piece of advice, Jake? Oh, dude, that was right when I first got here, too. That's right when I first started this job was in the 70s. My advice to you, Tyler, it's not going to be yours, Ryan. Okay. My advice to you, Tyler, is keep the toilet seat down 
There you go. That's a great piece of advice, yeah. actually. No, it's not. I hate that, that shit so much. You know how much harder it is? That's a great piece of advice. First of all, it's the same amount of effort for them to put the toilet seat down as it is, or for them to put it, for us to put it up as for, as for them to put it down. It's the same both ways. So here's what you do. Here's what you do. I'm just going to pee on the seat. You piss with the middle seat down. And then you just leave it when you're done. Not, uh, not leave the pit. So piss with the middle seat down. Wipe it up, obviously. Make it look good. And then just leave it. Because the I'm toilet just, seat is essentially still down. I'm and that's gonna, all that matters. I'm just going to start pissing in the shower. Just get one of those ones with a little hole in the front. You <laughs> not know? even when I'm not showering. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Jesus Instead of the flush, you're just going to hear the you shower are, come up. Great Depression. Sa- we got to save on water. I'm going to No, that's waste water. Why? If I had to turn the shower on to no, rinse it down every time, you don't rinse it down. You only rinse it down when you shower. Ugh, so you stand in it when you're trying to. You hop in the shower. Well, no, because you got to wait till the water gets hot. So you let it all runs down. Well, that's a drain. waste too. Then. Oh, Jesus I stand in the cold water till it gets warm. <laughs> Tyler, do you think that I take cold showers in the morning? hundred and fifty percent. I don't, but I used to. God, man, it felt good. And you think I'm intense now? Um, you should have seen me back in like. I'm a big cold shower guy. Like. If I'm gonna shower in the afternoon, okay, it's refreshing, and you know you get like the two o'clock, like you get sleepy. Yep, wakes you right up. I'm with you. Yeah, that is an electric piece of advice, Jake. Good thanks, job to you. Thanks, Jake. Um, you're welcome, Tyler. As I, if I keep learning stuff as I go, Tyler, I'll let you know. Okay. Um, I'm here for you. If you need help with kids, I got you. Uh, yes, that's something you have. I don't, uh-huh. and I have something that you don't. Yes, I have a ring. Uh huh. You'll be getting one soon. So congrats, Tyler. Thanks. Um, we're going to close the podcast out, guys. Episode 13 is in the books. We hope you guys enjoy this one. Remember, also, go check out um, the beer to golf ratio. We need test subjects, people who are not in the Midwest who can mm-hmm. actually golf right now, which is not us. Send us your results. <clears throat> Send Breakfast us your results. Balls. This is a scientific experiment that we want to get dialed in here for the next golf season. Uh, We love you guys. Episode 13. It's over. Tyler. Ryan. See you guys next week. Bye. We love you. Rate, subscribe, and review, please. It really, 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 really helps. It does. Love you. Love you. Hell, that's a breakfast ball.